every no leads to a yes. So I'm in a week where I'm getting a lot of no's. It's okay, my yeses are coming. My yeses are coming. And I know that from past experience. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Amy Izzo with eXp Realty. And I am here for spilling the tea with Iggy, live and in person. So um, I hope everybody's doing really, really well. Uh, today, I want to talk about this market. I have had a lot of conversations with agents all over um, the country, here in the Midwest and all over the country, that are feeling the challenges of this market. We are definitely in a skills-based market. And depending on where we are in the world, it's the hot, well, it's the holidays everywhere we are in the world, but depending on where you are in the world, your market might be a little bit slower this time of year as well, coupled with some of the challenges and things going on in the market. What's happening? Well, you know, interest rates, although they're a little bit improved from the 8% that they were, we're seeing six between six and seven right now. There's still not three to four. And I think we have some buyers that are getting over the three to 4%, but we have some that uh, still are hanging on for that lower interest rate and wishing that they had um, take, been able to take advantage of that now almost a couple of years ago. Let's remind ourselves of that too. You know, our rates really started to rise middle of 22. So we're heading into 24 here. So it's almost a couple of years ago that we've been talking about the rates being so incredibly low. Um, and they've really, what I, what I tell my clients as prospects is they've really normalized. So though we don't like how they look compared to 3%, they really normalized. Um, so we've got that noise. We maybe have some slower, um, uh, slower, uh, transactions happening now. I know, um, talking to agents where they're seeing a lot of transactions falling apart, people getting cold feet. Um, it's the holidays. So people are more engaged in the holidays than, um, maybe shopping for a house or selling their house unless they have a real, real need right now. And then there's this dang lawsuit, right? That we've got all this noise um, going on that we're really hearing a lot about as realtors. And I want to focus on us today and where our focus should be and how do we jump in and really, really handle this. Sometimes um, when I talk to some of my team members, they're like, they know I'm informed, but sometimes they'll say, you kind of operate like you have blinders on. And I, I really do. I'm very heads down. And I have been in my business. I've been in real estate now for 10 years, in case you don't know me. I'm heading actually into my 10th year in real estate. And um, I've been a multi-six-figure earner in the business as a solo agent and as a small team leader for many, many years. Um, my claim to fame is that uh, I hit my first transaction in month six. So I had six months where I didn't do any business when I first started, but I have beat my income goal every single month since. And that has obviously changed over 10 years. Um, I set new goals for myself every year. So that's changed. Uh, my business has bivaxed in the last two years and continues to grow. And I'm uh, very uh, 
optimistic that it will grow again in 2024. That is the plan. And, you know, how is that? Do I hear the noise? I do. I hear the noise, just like you hear it too. But I do operate a little bit with blinders on. It's not that I'm ignorant to what's happening. I understand what's happening in the industry, but I'm always looking for the opportunity. And I think in this market that that's what we need to think about and remove the challenging market from our brains, remove the defeat from our brains of the challenging market, and let's look at the opportunity in the market. And the most important thing we can do every single day, even when we have days, I yesterday for me was a day like this, and even a little bit this morning, I worked really, really hard. And other than working really, really hard, I don't have any new deals or new transactions or new people in my pipeline. I just worked really, really hard the last day and this morning and I did all the right things and I didn't get anything yet, but I will. And we all have days like that. We all have lots of days like that, but I will if I stay the course. So I think what I want to talk about is, are we honing in our fundamentals, right? Are we honing in our fundamentals? If not, that's what we need to do now. It's not sexy. It's not exciting all of the time. It's kind of a little bit boring to focus on the fundamentals, but it is the right thing to do. And it is the way that we win. It really is the way that we win, even in a market that we may feel is more challenging than another time um, that we've experienced. So what are some of the fundamentals? One of the first things is your client relationships. So I don't care how many transactions you've sold in the past. You have past clients. Um, and if you are new and you say, but I don't have past clients, you have a sphere of influence, right? In most cases, we have a sphere of influence. So first of all, if we have client relationships, past client relationships, now is the time to hone those client relationships. And this is a great time of year for you to get on the phone, the phone, and start reaching out and just checking in on your past clients, whether they closed last month, six months ago, last year, or even two years ago. It's the holiday season. Now is a time where you can call and check on them. Um, if you haven't talked to them in a long time and it's so long that you feel weird calling them, you feel a little embarrassed, lead with that. Lead with that. The call is, hey, Amy, ah, it's been such a long time and I, I really neglected calling you. You've been, but you're, you've been on my mind, especially as we head into the holiday season. So, and check on them. How's the house? You know, what updates have you made? Create some conversation. You don't really even have to talk about real estate. Just create some conversation to check on your people, see where they're at, what's going on in their lives, what has changed. Real estate will come up, by the way. <laughs> real estate will come up, by the way. They will ask you, how's the market? Right. Um, and take that opportunity um, while you're chatting with them, not only to wish them well, but also before you hang up that call, take that opportunity to get a testimonial if you never did, right? They did business with you. They're talking to you on the phone. So get a testimonial, um, get that to Google, right? Get that to Google. I really believe that's the place. When I have over 200 reviews on Google, when I started getting, I was putting them somewhere else for a long time. Shame on me. Um, when I finally, in the last few years, started getting all my re reviews to Google, my phone's starting to ring more. So, um, and those are great calls. Some of those calls are just what we always get, right? People that are like not serious or can't buy, but a lot of those calls, 
because they've read your reviews on Google, those are those come list me calls. Please help me get pre-approved calls. I've read all about you and I want you calls, right? They are out there. So get your reviews to, to Google. So as you're talking to your clients, you're checking in on your past clients, we're honing the client relationships. Make sure that we're getting testimonials if we hadn't got, haven't gotten them. And we're asking them, who do you know that plans or is considering buying and selling in the next six to 12 months? Always ask that question before you hang up that phone. Ask that question. They know your realtor. They love you. They did business with you. They will help you. Same thing with your SOI. So you say, but Amy, I, I ran out of past clients. Or I don't have any. I'm a newer realtor and I don't have any past clients. Well, do we have a sphere of influence? Do we have friends and family in the area that we do business? Do we have business colleagues? Do are there do our do we have children in our there's teachers at the school, right? That we work with, coaches at the school. Are we on a PTA? Do we belong to any clubs? Where do you network? Think about that. Where do you naturally network already? Who do you do business with, right? Your doctor, your dry cleaner, uh, your bakers. Who do you do business with that know you when you walk in? Your favorite coffee shops. Um, hone those relationships. Get in contact with them. Another thing um, besides calls, you know, calls, videos, right? Sending out videos to your past clients, to your SOI, educating them about what's going on in the area or in the, in the real estate market, sharing helpful tips sharing holiday tips even, sharing um, tips around the home. If you don't know any, look them up. I am the least crafty, creative, decorating person you will meet, but but I'll look them up. I get all the books, I get all the articles online, and I share some of those out with folks and they love that when they're getting it from us. So really staying close to the fundamentals um, and making sure you're honing client relationships. Are there some clients that are at the price point that you want to be at or you want to continue to buy at that you could have coffee with, you know, scheduling some strategic coffees with people that you network with, past clients, sphere of influence, um, folks that are your raving fans already, folks that have done business with you, people that know other people that could introduce you and put you in the forefront, you know, those creating those uh, strategic conversations, coffees, maybe do one of those a week, take somebody to coffee once a week um, and make your calls in the meantime. This is a great time of year. It's the holiday season. Handwritten cards, right? Start getting your handwritten cards out. I use a service called Send Out Cards. I'd always be happy to introduce you to that service. It makes it so easy. There's 2,000 cards there already. I created a back, which is my real estate back. I created a personal back for when I want to do personals. So when I create a card on the app on my phone or um, on my laptop, whatever I choose to use, and I can do it really easily right on my phone, I can create it and send it out right from there. I can create a campaign and have one card go to many people. Um, I can include my handwriting in that card if I want to make it a little bit more personal. I can include brownies if I want to send a gift or a gift card, a Starbucks gift card. I can include someone had a baby. I can include a little brattle um, or a stuffed animal if that's what I want to include or a little bib. Um, there's lots of gifts if I want to include gifts or I can just send cards. Pretty inexpensive compared to what it would cost me to go buy cards and send them. Um, and it's very, very convenient. And this is a great time to start getting your holiday cards together and get those out so you have those touches 
um, to all of your past clients. So honing in on the fundamentals, past client relationships, SOI relationships. Then I would say, I think it's time to really look at where has your business been coming from? And do you have enough coming from all those areas? Or do you need to adapt, right? Being adaptable in this market, open to new things. I found myself a couple of years ago, mostly working with buyers and feeling like, oh, I don't really list very often, not a listing agent. And one of the things that I did is I looked at, well, what is it that I'm doing that's creating the buyers? Why am I feeling like I'm a natural buyer's agent? Which is nothing wrong with that. And what I learned was I was just getting a lot of buyer referrals and a lot of my messaging on social media was attracting buyers. So I wanted to attract sellers. So I started putting some different messaging in social media. I started talking a little bit more with my SOI about who's looking to sell a home. And by the way, sellers are buyers in a lot of cases. And I also took a look at my lead generation and started creating some more seller leads and meeting some strangers and people that didn't really know me in addition to my SOI. And that created some listing inventory for me. Buddy, I was on a call this morning. Now that's about two and a half years ago. I was on the call this morning with someone that does my marketing and they have a marketing budget. I put out listing tours and other marketing on my Facebook social media and I run some ad spend behind that every month. And the, my marketing person was just saying to me this morning, could you stop recording so many listing videos because I need some other ads to mix it up because she's trying to stay within my budget. We don't want to go over my budget. And that's really important. And I kind of laughed because just a couple of years ago, I wanted more listings. <laughs> and I was like, I'm more of a buyer's agent. And really, it was just being adaptable and taking a look at, well, where is that business coming from? And how can I adapt myself so that I have more places that I pull business from? In my case, it was to create more listings um, than I had in the past. Um, but now it's really just to keep, continue to fill the pipeline. One thing I tell agents when they're building their business is let's build a table first, right? Table has four strong legs. Your SOI should be one leg. Right. And this is a girl who, when I started in my market, I did not have an SOI. I was in a new market and a new area with no SOI. I had to go create a sphere of influence. Um, but now I have one because I've been here for a while. Um, and so your SOI, I think, should be a leg on your, should be and is probably you'll find going to be your strongest leg where your business comes from in a lot of cases. But what I find is it's not always enough to meet your goals or to be able to predict your income, which we wanna be able to predict your income. So where are the other, where's the other business coming from? What are the other three legs? Do you purchase leads? Um, do you use social media to gain leads? What do you, What is that for you? Is that Facebook or is that Instagram? I don't, is it TikTok? I don't much care what it is, but it should be a platform where your people are, the people that you want to hear your messaging, where they are so they can hear your messages and you can communicate with them and it should be a platform you're comfortable with. So for me, it was Facebook. Now it's Facebook, Instagram, but I still, a lot of my Instagram really comes from Facebook. Like I could do better on Instagram than I do. I just haven't focused on it in the same way as I focused on Facebook. And that's really worked for me. So one of my legs is Facebook. One of my legs is my SOI. One of my legs is purchase leads. I do purchase some leads. One of my legs is Google 
uh, lead service ad, uh, lead, uh, ad lead. I always say it wrong. Google leads. Um, so I, I make sure I have as many reviews as humanly possible on Google. I find that really helps with placement. And I run a little ad spend with Google and they put me in front of people pretty often that I get some calls that turn into business. Um, what else are you doing? I like FISBOs. I like to call for sale by owners and I like to convert some of those. Do you like expireds? There are hundreds of ways that you can generate business. And I'll actually send, um, and we'll attach it to the replay of this. I'll send a list of those that I have a list of like over a hundred ways to generate business, but look at where is your business coming from today? Do you have that strong table? Do you have four strong legs that this is where your business comes from? Get really comfortable at all four and then add one, right? Because when they're running like kind of we have a process and like clockwork, add one, right? So, and then how is that working for you? If you know where your business is coming from today, where it's coming from one place, two places or four places, where is it coming from? And is it time to adapt? Is it a time to pull in new strategies? Is it time to learn? Is it time to grow? I'll tell you what, when I'm feeling challenged in, I never think it's the market. So I'll say in any market, but when I'm feeling challenged about the number of closings I have, the number of buyers I'm working with, the number of listings, how transactions are going, the one thing I can always fall back on is I have faith in my ability to learn. I have faith in my ability to learn, to learn something new in that process, to learn from the failure, to learn a new strategy that's going to generate more business for me. I'm always adaptable, right? No matter what. Even if I'm just looking in the mirror saying, you're adaptable, <laughs> no matter what, you have faith in your ability to learn, now go learn something new to implement in your business. So is there something you've been putting on there? Um, networking. So we talked about client relationships. We talked about adaptability. Networking. Never underestimate the power of connections. It really is about who you know. Get engaged with your community as much as you can. What are the things you can be out in the community doing? Um, and I, or in the clubs that you're interested in, um, in the businesses that you're interested in, are there businesses you're already working with that you can help promote? Can you go out to your two or three favorite spots in your area, right? Whether it's a coffee shop or a restaurant that you go to, or, you know, maybe it's a bar you go to, right? Maybe it's a dance studio if you're a dancer that you go to. Maybe it's where you play pickleball. Is there a place that you go to all of the time that you could just go promote them? Go do a little quick video on your phone. On your phone. It's real easy. I do all my stuff on my phone. Um, if you go to my Facebook, my business page, the Amy Isla Sells Homes, page, you'll see all kinds of videos on there. They're all done with my iPhone. They look pretty good too. I get some help with the editing, but I could muddle through that if I had to myself, but they're all done on my phone. Can you go out and promote some of the businesses and um, put it on your page and then tag the business, you know, about, hey, how much I love their coffee shop. Hey, how much I love their pizza, right? Hey, how much I love the school district and tag them. They're going to see that. They're going to share that back out. And when you tag them, their followers are going to see you. That's another thing that you can do um, to really outside of getting out and networking in person. That's another thing you can do. Just give back to your community in that way. What is it that you're doing in your community that you're not sharing? Because it's just something you do, right? You're not necessarily looking for recognition or validation. It's just something you do. Maybe you volunteer naturally somewhere. Can you post about that? Can you tag those organizations to give them more exposure? 
Because while you give them more exposure for doing something you would already be doing, you're giving yourself more exposure too. And you may catch their attention in a different way um, that helps to promote your business. So really thinking and not underestimating the networking opportunities, even if you've not thought of them as that way before, you're like, no, I just volunteer at that church. Or no, I just naturally help at that school. Or no, I just naturally collect coats every year, right? Those are things that I naturally do. I don't need credit for that. It's not about that. It's about getting exposure for that organization. And if you're not a secret agent, when you do that with your social media, as well as your person, you go out, you do it, you're meeting with people, you're talking with people, what you do for a living is going to come up. The fact that your realtor is going to come up. Um, I have a place that I go dancing and I only go there like twice a month. And I've only been going a few months. And when I'm there, I'm just there to dance, right? It's one style of dance. I'm just there to dance, something I like to do. And because I've been going a little bit, I've been getting to know people. And, you know, everybody's like, well, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm an IT person. Oh, I'm a therapist. Oh, I'm a realtor. Now people know I'm a realtor. Some of them are following me on Facebook because they've danced with me. I'm following them, right? And we're kind of watching. It's just a hobby, right? That part of our lives and our journey. And naturally now some business is coming from that. I didn't ask anybody from business. I didn't um, say to them, hey, I'm a realtor, if I can ever help you. I would just, I just danced with them a couple times a month. That's all I did and got to know them as people. They got to know me and now I have some listing opportunities. out of it. So you just never know um, where the business is going to come from. So don't underestimate the places that you're naturally networking or you could be naturally networking and then keeping your eyes and ears open and then looking for ways to promote the places you love to go and the people that you love using your social media. Just make sure you're not a secret agent. Check that social media and make sure on your social media it says what you do, right? That you're a realtor. Do you have a business page on your social media? Go get one, right? And link that to your personal. So so that so we talked about client relationships being adaptable, right? Um, putting some new strategies into where business comes from. Networking. How about marketing? What kind of marketing are you doing? Um, can you get? Do you have listings? If you do, can you get creative with your listings? I love to do listing tours. I go out on every one of my listings, no matter the caliber of the house, and I do thirty or forty second clips on my phone with a little tripod. I had to learn how to do it. The hardest part was learning how to set up the tripod um, and then uh, looking at myself. <laughs> this is who I am. This is what they're going to see anyway. So what's the what's the difference, right? So but I do little 30-second clips of the, my favorite features of the house or um, things I want to highlight in the home. And then I just edit in the listing photos, right? And sometimes... I'll record some things that I didn't say. So there'll be some voiceover over some of the photos and it becomes a really cool listening tour. Um, I'm really fun, um, really fun things. I had one the other day where I was like, hey, stop scrolling. Um, it's how I started it. And I was like, come see this remodeled home. Um, so can you get creative with your listening tours? Is there some unique things you can do that way? And then get that out on social media, get that shared with your sellers, ask them to share. Get that shared with your SLI. Ask them to share, right? Um, that's going to get you out there more too. And then I think the biggest thing for us is mindset. A positive attitude is contagious, you guys. It is contagious. And we just have to stay positive 
and it really can set us apart in a competitive market. One of the things I really try hard to do is to listen to the messages that other people are putting out about real estate and then say what I think, right? And say what I think, what my real opinion is. And or do the opposite of what others are doing. Um, rather than, you know, there's a post going around recently where a lot of people were posting the 200 or 300 things that we do as a realtor to try to prove our value. I didn't post that because, well, first of all, I don't believe anybody's really reading it. It's like a novel. It's such a long post, right? It's pages long. So I don't believe anybody's reading it. And everybody's posting that. How about I do the opposite? How about I just find a way to show my value, right? How about I just share my knowledge, you know, on different topics in the market, right? Here's what's happening with interest rates, right? Here's what's happening if you choose to buy now. Here's what's happening if you choose to buy later. Here's what's happening with prices, right, on homes. Um, here's what happens when you have to buy and sell, right? You never in the history of real estate do you sell in a seller's market and buy at a low, low price. It just doesn't happen. If you sell high, you buy high, right? Forget real estate. Is that true for most things, right? And if we were selling low, we'd be pissed off, <laughs> right? We'd be mad and then we would be buying low and then we would be happy, right? So one doesn't be the other, right? But just be honest. I have talked people out of buying as my house. And yes, I want as many transactions as I can get. But sometimes the best way is to just tell them the truth. I've had told people, yeah, you know what? You have a lot of equity. You don't have a lifestyle reason to move. You seem like you're interested, but maybe not committed to a move, right? Based on what you've told me. And you're right. You're going to have a higher interest rate when you sell. So stay. Remodel your kitchen that you don't like and stay a little bit longer. It's not going to hurt you to stay. Now, what's going to hurt you? If you definitely are going to move, just know you're going to pay more. You're going to pay more in a few years. And I don't know if it'll be a seller's market in a few years. I hope it is. 2024 is looking like it's going to be, but I don't know. And the economists, they don't know. They're just saying what they think. They're looking at data. They're thinking about their experience and they're just saying what they think. So I don't know if it's going to be a seller's market in three years. But I know you're going to pay more for your house in three years because I know that house prices go up every month, every other month, pretty much. Every time a house sells, the next one sells for the same or a little bit more, right? And those prices climb. So just sharing what you know in a positive way, right? In a positive way. Um, and keeping yourself positive and proactive. Every no leads to a yes. So I'm in a week where I'm getting a lot of no's. It's okay, my yeses are coming. <laughs> my yeses are coming. And I know that from past experience. Um, I am a producing agent just like you, right? Just like you, I have been. Um, if you were here for the early part of the call, I said, I didn't sell anything for my first six months. Not a thing. I threw a bunch of stuff at the wall and I tried to figure out what would work. By month six, I started closing transactions. I have beat my income goal every month since month six. And I'm going into 10 years. Next year, 2024, we my 10th year in real estate. And my business is 5X in the last three years. And all I've done is the fundamentals. I'm telling you, have I grown? Have I grown to where I had a little money and I purchased some leads? Yes. But everything starts with the fundamentals, working the SOI, 
having three or four other places that my business comes from. For me, it's SOI, it's some purchase leads, it's social media, it's Google, right? Getting my reviews on Google. Um, it's Fizbo's, it's expired, right? It's all of those things. Um, it's some investors. I tread lightly there, but it's some investors, right? That's where my business comes from. I just started with four places, got really good at them, and then started adding because we have to be adaptable. As the market shifts, we just need to pivot. We need to look for the opportunity. And if you need help looking for the opportunity, you just message me on Facebook and we'll have a call. But that's what I wanted to get across today is it's not the market. Yes, it's more challenging. Yes, this is a skills-based market. Go back to basics. Go back to the fundamentals. Go back to what you know and be real with yourself about your activity. Are you doing full-time activity? If you want a full-time income, are you doing full-time activity? If you're not, well, we can fix that. That's great news because you can fix that. Just start doing full-time activity right now, right? If you want a part-time income, then do part-time activity. But just know with part-time activity, it's going to take longer to build the pipeline, even for your part-time income, right? So determine what you want and match your activity. Just be honest with yourself and stay positive because it's going to happen. It's good. People will always need housing. People need to buy homes and they need to sell homes. And you're the right agent for them, right? So your job every day is just to find one person. This is your whole job. You ready? Your whole job every day is to find one person that wants to do business with you now or in the future. When I, I have a listing coming in February, you think I like that on November 29th? I want a listing in December. But you know what? I'm going to want a listing in February. So I have to see the person that just said they would do a listing with me in February and ask for the paperwork now to sign it. I have to see that as when. It's not a today win. I mean, it is. It's a today win because I'm sending them a contract. And it's my, I got a February listing already. So when you look at my pipeline, I already got something in February. Awesome. So that's the win. But sometimes we think of the win is I put it on the market or I closed it and I got a check. That's a win too. Those are the fun wins. But don't discount all the other wins. Don't discount the database ad you made. Because you talked to somebody today and they already bought, but... Yeah, they're willing to let you put them in the database to send them a monthly home valuation through your home body or your CRM or whatever you're using, right? That's a win. So start stacking up those wins for your mindset. The minuscule, tiny wins, start stacking up the database ads, the people that want to do business with you in the future, the people that get pre-approved but have to halt but want you to continue to follow up with them. Those are the wins. Stay engaged with those people and every day find one person that wants to do business with you now or in the future. If you do that every day that you work and you work five or six days a week, you are going to build yourself an awesome pipeline that produces fruit for you for years to come. I know it because I'm doing it. I've done it, I'm doing it, I'm gonna, and I gotta keep doing it. I'm a producing agent. If I don't produce, we don't eat. That's how my life is. So um, I get it. And I also hear the noise that everybody hears right now. There's a lot of noise around us and I hear it too. So quiet that noise, put your blinders on, get your positive attitude, um, live in gratitude, right? If you can live in gratitude every single day, you will find yourself having more successes. And no, I believe in you. So when you have a moment where you don't believe in yourself, go, hey, that chick gave me ass on each power hunter one day. She believes in me. 
and look me up on Facebook. I'm Amy Izzo. I'm in the Indiana and Illinois markets. Find me on Facebook under Amy Izzo. I'm always happy to help you DM me, PM me, whatever. Um, But have a great day, you guys. Take care. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.